What is up? It's The Rant. My name is Jeff Rackliff, and it is Thursday, July 15th. Halfway through July already. It's going effing fast, man. It's going fast. But it's a good problem to have. Fantasy football draft season. Well, I mean, hey, for me, I'm actually three weeks out from my first major fantasy draft of the year. And five weeks out from my favorite draft of the year. That's crazy, man. But again, a good problem to have. And we're rolling through these teams. We're going to get up through this by the end of next week. We'll have every team previewed for you. Then we can dive into a lot of the fantasy draft topics that you need so you can dominate your drafts. Today, Pittsburgh Steelers. Ooh, interesting team, Najee Harris. So we'll dive into that in just a moment. Just a reminder, there is a contest going on that I am going to wrap up here at the end of this week. We're going to name a winner. And we're basically at the end of the week. So you still have some time to get in. Here's the contest. Rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts. Super easy to do. And in the review, leave your Twitter handle and you're entered in to win. If you win, you get a free rant t-shirt. I love that right there. Free. Free is the best price, right? Uh, So hook it up. I'll hook you up. All right. Also, don't forget over at FTNFantasy.com, you can check out all of my tiers articles they are all live on the site, quarterback, running back, wide receiver, tight end, for free. But if you want to subscribe as well, you can get in and get access to my fantasy football draft guide, the 2021 edition of the game plan, where you can get my draft board, man. So get in on that over at ftnfantasy.com. Use the promo code RATPACK. Get yourself a discount right there. All right, so let's dive into the Pittsburgh Steelers. I think the elephant in the room in Pittsburgh right now is whether or not we are seeing the the actual decline of Ben Roethlisberger. Is it actually happening? Now, the uh, pro Roethlisberger camp would perhaps point out that last year he was coming off of a surgery. Uh, yes, the arm strength didn't look uh, close to 100%, didn't look like what we saw earlier in his career, and I don't know if anybody's truly expecting that. But the arm strength did show some signs of decline. However, that could be a product of said surgery. The other side to this coin is that we have already seen the decline and it ain't coming back, right? I mean, you know, we're looking at 6.3 yards per attempt for Roethlisberger last year. ADOT was super low. This is a guy who historically pushed the ball downfield. His average depth of target was 6.9 yards downfield. That's not very far at all for Roethlisberger, who historically, I mean, we're talking about a guy who's well over nine yards downfield in a lot of instances, and that's about right for a quarterback who plays the game like Roethlisberger. He's not continually chucking it deep downfield, 10, 11 yards downfield on average, but but still, higher ADOT. We're now almost in dink and dunk territory. And what we see with quarterbacks very often is they reach a point where the decline happens. And then think about this. You know, I I was on a broadcast the other day with with, uh, Jeff Schwartz on Sirius XM. He said, when have we ever seen a quarterback who shows signs of decline late in his career who then rebounds? Silence is golden, right? Because I don't think I can't think of one. I don't know if you can. But I certainly can't think of one. Think about some of the guys who showed signs of decline, and it was really decline. Late career Peyton Manning. Remember? All right, he goes from record-setting years 
Now, obviously, he was probably on borrowed time anyway because he was dinged up, you know, and missed that time at the end of his run with the Colts. But still, record-breaking years with Denver to dead duck coming out of his hand, right? Uh, How about Drew Brees? Drew Brees really, over the last five years, was showing signs of decline. They covered it up because you had a really efficient low dot receiver in Michael Thomas. You had Alvin Kamara who catched the ball out of the backfield. But Brees, by last year, it was so bad, he couldn't even throw the ball downfield. They had to put Jameis on the field for the flea flicker, right? When has it ever happened? And I'm not talking about Tom Brady because I don't think Tom Brady is yet to show any signs of decline. Dude had 40 touchdowns last year, by the way, and everybody was complaining, oh, his deep ball. Well, A, in New England, he didn't have anybody to throw the freaking ball to downfield over the last couple years. And then B, this past year in Tampa, yes, the beginning of the season was rough, but it wasn't an arm strength issue. He was getting the ball downfield. He just wasn't on the same page with his receivers. Ben, though, I mean, Ben chucked it a few times, but it, it was noticeable last year. Now, he's allegedly out there watching his diet, you know, and all that. Is it too little too late? That's my question. 39 years old. Now, for me, would I take a shot on Ben Roethlisberger in a fantasy draft? Yes, with very low expectations. He could still be a 4,000-yard passer potentially, especially given the extra game. He could throw 30-plus touchdowns. He had 33 last year. But is he going to be anything more than a kind of high floor QB2? Probably not. That's what he was last year. He finished 14th at the position. So expectations relatively low, but here's the thing. You probably don't have to draft him until one of the last rounds in one quarterback leagues. In two quarterback leagues, I'm probably fading him because he's going a little bit too late for me. I have him ranked at 22 right now. A bounce back and forth between 22, 23, 24. It really depends on whether or not you want to put guys like Justin Fields ahead of him. You know, it depends on how many games you think Justin Fields plays. I have him playing 13. I have him coming in after week four. So, I I mean, I could move him in theory ahead of Ben because the implied value once he starts is a lot higher than Ben. But, you know, that's kind of where I am. So late round, last round, sure, why not, what the heck, if you have an upside guy, heck, I I mean, you can pair those two guys up, start Ben for the first month of the season, and hope Fields gets under center ASAP, I don't hate it, and you're not going to have to spend a lot for that, but part of the reason why I at least think he's draftable in the last rounds of a one-quarterback league is because of the fleet of receivers he has at his disposal, it's not just the wideouts, I mean, he's a good pass-catching running back in Najee Harris, And, you know, he has decent enough tight ends. So why don't we do this? We'll take a quick break. And then when we come back, we'll dive into the Pittsburgh Steelers wide receivers and then on to Najee Harris. Last year, Ben Roethlisberger showed that he has eyes for Deontay Johnson. Uh, There were sometimes some games where he was literally locked onto Johnson and only Johnson, and that was even with the the very high drop rate. You know, that's a little bit of a cause for concern, I know, but I I don't really overrate drops. He had a 3% drop rate in 2019 and a 10% drop rate last year. Drops can come and go, and, and I think largely it was a concentration thing, so I'm not really worried about that, but he had 143 targets. He's one of the most heavily targeted, fifth among wideouts. Now, only 13th among wideouts and catches, but again, concentration issue. So he locks into him. And I have not seen this out of Ben really since peak career Antonio Brown. 
And I have said in the past that there's similarities early career Antonio Brown with Deontay Johnson. When Deont- uh, when Antonio Brown came into the league, we didn't know he was going to be freaking Antonio Brown, right? We knew there was potential there. We knew he was very uh, athletic, pretty polished as a route runner, maybe slightly undersized, but we knew there was you know potential. Nobody thought he was going to be the rock star that he emerged to be uh, at the peak of his career. So I'm not saying Deontay Johnson is that Antonio Brown. I'm saying he's early career. We don't know what he's going to be just yet, but he already showed flashes last year. I like him a lot heading into this season. I think Ben is going to again lock in on him. And Mike Tomlin has already said, hey, you know, whatever. It's in the past. If he's not going to drop the ball this year, basically, then who cares about the past? So you have him clearly as number one. He's a back-end wide receiver, too. Maybe even a mid-range wide receiver, too, given the volume he's expected to see. But then you have Juju returning, even though Kansas City courted him, and you have Chase Claypool coming off a breakout uh, rookie campaign. I have all three of these guys as top 36. I think there's more than enough meat on the bone in the passing game for each of them to get triple-digit targets, for each of them to produce, and they're going to produce in very different ways. Juju is a very short area receiver. I mean, we're basically talking running back targets at this point for Juju Smith-Schuster, uh, last year, his average depth of target was five and a half yards downfield. That's it. It was 9.8 the year before, 9.3 the year before that. So those aren't even that big in numbers, but 5.5? So yes, he had 97 catches, but only 831 in terms of yardage. He can still be, he's like a, a safe wide receiver three. Now, if you look to Chase Claypool, he is a volatile wide receiver three. We know he has, I I mean, he has number one uh, weekly potential. He did it last year. Week five against the Eagles. He torched the Eagles, finished first for the week. Now, that was his only top 10 on the year, but he did have a 13th place finish in week six, a 13th place finish in week 10, uh, multiple finishes where he was in uh, the top 30. It's not bad, but you just have to know the ride is going to be a lot more bumpy with him than it will be with Deontay Johnson or with Juju Smith-Schuster. Beyond that, I mean, James Washington's still on this depth chart, but nothing there unless one of these guys was injured. You also have Eric Ebron still catching passes. I think the days where we're really considering Ebron as like a late-round type option, I think those are in the past. But that being said, I don't think Pat Fryermuth is the reason why we're, you know, why we're not going to draft Ebron. I really just think it's because you have a ton of three wide receiver sets, all these targets being gobbled up by the wideouts, plus a running back now in the mix who's going to gobble up a bunch of targets in Najee Harris. So I have Ebron, 45 catches on 71 targets, 463 and four touchdowns. That's a three for 32 tight end. It's slightly below three for 32, but that's basically what he is. So we know what he is at this point. So let's not beat around the bush any further. Let's talk about Najee Harris in this backfield. It is a perfect fit. He is about as Steelers a running back as I've ever seen. He, The comp that I had for him was actually Le'Veon Bell before the draft, so it makes a ton of sense. But you have similarities between Harris and Le'Veon Bell, or Matt Forte was a common comp, or even, I threw this one out as well, a little bit of the Arian Foster. Here's what I mean by this. Harris is not going to rip off 50-yard touchdown runs, 80-yard touchdown runs. He's not going to do that. If he does, it's going to be rare. But is he going to consistently move the chains? Is it, If it's blocked for three, is he going to get you six? If it's blocked for five, is he going to get you ten? Like, that type of thing. If it's blocked for two, he'll get you four. He's the type of guy who's going to continually move the chains on the ground. 
On top of that, why I think Narian Foster Comp or Le'Veon Bell or Matt Forte is particularly apt is because he's a really good pass-catching running back. I have him 240 carries, just under 1,000 rushing yards right now, seven rushing scores. That in part because the offensive line, I want to talk about that in a second here, but how about these pass-catching numbers? 62 targets, 47 catches, 350, and two scores. That puts him at RB12. Because you're talking about a guy who could very easily approach 300 touches on the season. Now, the rebuttal to Najee Harris is always going to be, what about his offensive line? And yes, the offensive line is not in a great state. You're missing four out of five from last year. You're doing your best to cobble this together. But if you touch the ball that many times, it would take a Peyton Barber-like performance of mediocrity to not be an RB1. The ultimate jag, all right? It, it, that Harris is everybody. So he's an early second-round pick for me. No problem with that. I don't think it's a reach. I don't think he's this year's Clyde Edwards-Alaire where there's much ado about nothing. I think Harris is every bit of it. The team wants to run through him. This is not going to be us getting button-hooked. Heck, when the owner comes out and says we need to prioritize the run game, that guy's going to get the ball, that first-round pick. Now, Benny Snell could be on the roster bubble. Anthony McFarlane is a scat back. So that means there is a really good chance that Najee Harris's handcuff is Kalen Balage. Pay attention to that one as we head into fantasy football draft season. Balage just won't go away. He's a fantasy cockroach. Won't go away, man. <laughs> Won't go away. All right, so there you go. The Pittsburgh Steelers are officially in the hopper. Up next, the Seattle Seahawks. No more rust trade rumors, so that's good. But a lot to talk about there with this team under a new offensive coordinator. So that'll be tomorrow on the podcast. At Jeff Ratcliffe on Twitter, at Jeff Ratcliffe on Instagram. Use the hashtag Rat Pack. That way I know you're a listener of the show and head on over to FTNFantasy.com to check out all the great content. We're loaded up right now. Loaded up. All right, I'll catch you on the flip side for another edition of the pod. I'm Jeff Radcliffe, and I'm out.